What up? Welcome, familia. I am recording this podcast on Wednesday, the 8th of July, following our uh, 2-1 loss to Orlando City SC, uh, where I think we had a very unfortunate result in a game where we looked the better team until Andres Reyes got injured, and we're certainly unlucky not to get a point or more there in a game which certainly has a lot of deja vu feelings to the DC United game uh, about four months ago in our technically the second game of our season where we went up a goal and uh, after having a man go down and changing our tactics, we lost composure and let the opposition take over. Uh, that being said, I think it's very tough to ask for an expansion team who's never really been put in a situation like that to stay composed uh, after switching tactics and do something that's really not expected of them whatsoever in a game where we had to move Victor Ulloa from uh, playing in the midfield to center back, ultimately leaving a lot of space in the midfield and giving them the opportunity to create chances and score. Anyways, uh, first things first, uh, I think the biggest surprise to everybody was the lineup when the lineup was released, and uh, Diego Alonso ultimately chose to go with a 3-5-3, which wasn't surprising whatsoever. 3-5-3 is exactly what I expected from him, but it was the players he chose which were a big surprise, uh, more specifically, uh, choosing to go with Juan Agudelo instead of Julian Carranza up top and uh, leaving Rodolfo Pizarro out. Uh, now, apparently, Rodolfo Pizarro picked up a knock yesterday in practice, so uh, it can only be assumed that uh, Diego Alonso was saving him and waiting for the game to slow down uh, to ultimately slot Pizarro in there, um, which was certainly evident because once the game did slow down and Pizarro came in, he did show why he is our star player and how much of an impact he can actually have on a game. But anyways, getting back to the lineup, uh, we went with three central backs of Andres Reyes, Ben Sweat, and uh, Nico Figal. And uh, they were supported by uh, Mikey Ambrose playing as a left wing back and Dylan Nealis as a right wing back. In the midfield, we had two players uh, where Will Trapp and Victor Ulloa played in the midfield with a front three of Pellegrini and Lewis Morgan on the wings with Algudelo up top. Uh, now, I'm very surprised by the pick uh, or by the decision to go with Agudelo over Carranza. Uh, ultimately, I think... Diego Alonso probably went with the experience here. You know, Carranza being a young 20-year-old, never having played a game before in the MLS, coming off an injury. Maybe he felt it was better to wait around the 60th minute before bringing Carranza on, uh, which I can't even doubt him um, because Carranza did seem very nervous, slow, and lacked confidence when he came on. So I think it's just going to be a thing where uh, it's just going to take time to, to build up his confidence and bring him on. But... Eventually, I'd like to see Carranza making that start over Agudelo because I don't think Agudelo is a move. Um, apparently, yesterday, ESPN asked Diego Alonso uh, what he likes the most about his roster, and his response was that he had no idea, uh, meaning that we can probably expect uh, a bunch of lineup changes and tweakings of different formations. He's probably going to experiment with a lot of different things until he finds something that he really likes, which is, I guess, something that's very expected from an expansion team. 
Now, getting into the actual game, uh, I thought it looked very, very sloppy in the beginning, which is exactly what you would expect from the first game back in four months. But the one thing that really surprised me was the physicality. I thought the intensity was 100% there and everybody was giving it their all, which is something that I guess was the biggest question that was going to be asked. What is it going to be like to watch these games behind closed doors? Uh, the only team who really had experience with closed doors was Atlanta United, where they played in a couple games behind closed doors, and they explained it as uh, lacking intensity, and the phrase that they used was that it would feel more like a glorified training session than an actual game, but I felt it was the complete opposite, you know. Um, there was high emotions, emotions were high, there was a lot of physicality, right from the start, you could argue that Dom Dwyer deserved about four yellow cards, and the ref let them be physical, let them play on, and it really set the tone for the rest of the match, um, so I thought that was, that was really, it was fun to watch that, um, now, from the game, I would say there were about six major takeaways, and the first one, uh, as I got into briefly a little bit, was that Aguero can't be our starting striker, I mean, Certainly, he redeemed himself by ultimately scoring our only goal, which is very lucky for him because otherwise you could argue that his MLS career might have been over, uh, but he just can't be our starting number nine. I mean, either Julian Carranza needs to step up or we are going to have to use that third DP spot on a number nine. I mean, ultimately, I would love to see a sp splash on a, on a number eight or somebody in the back, preferably a number eight, but... If it gets to the point where Julian Carranza can't take the spot and it's going to be Agudelo playing there day in and day out, we're going to have to splash on a number nine and make a change. He missed two clear chances uh, to score, I would say, pretty easy goals. The first one is where Pellegrini uh, created a chance and put it right at his feet, and he completely botched it. And the second one was around the 20-minute mark where Gadese, the goalie for Orlando SC, uh, came off his line and he had a wide-open shot from a little bit in front of the midfield and he skyrocketed completely over the goal to the right. The second takeaway is that Luis Robles is such a leader and I am so happy that we have him as our captain. Um, one of the nicer parts about watching games with no fans is that you can actually hear what the players on the field are saying. And I guess Robles was, mat was, was mic'd up because you could hear him screaming the entire match, uh, doing his best to organize the defense. At one point in time, you could even hear him yelling at Andres Reyes saying, watch your izquierda, watch your izquierda, which means watch your left. And he was just being vocal and wasn't shy at all. And that's really what you want from your keeper. Sometimes you hear keepers who are a little shy. And uh, this obviously isn't the case with Robles. And I guess that's why he's our captain. But that was definitely uh, great to see. Uh, he also made a beautiful save to deny Chris Mueller a goal right before the water break, showing that he still got the juice. The third takeaway is that Interestingly enough, Pellegrini looked a lot more comfortable in a central role. He started off the game playing on the wing. Uh, in the first couple games of the season, he played in the wing also. Uh, and in the first half, 
he did create a nice opportunity while for Agudelo while playing on the wing. But besides that, he looked very lost and, and uh, lost the ball a couple times, was lacking confidence. But ultimately, once he got moved into a central role, he was on the ball a lot more. He was making a ton of key passes. He was working with Trapp and Ulloa back and forth in the midfield, which opened up space for Agudelo up top. And that's exactly what you want to see from, from, your, from your central players. Um, the fourth takeaway is that even though he's not playing this tournament, uh, Leandro Gonzalez Pires is someone that I can't wait to have back. If he was available, he would have saved us uh, a result. One point at the very least, I would argue three. We were up 1-0, and after Andres Reyes got injured, instead of uh, bringing on another defender, we brought Pizarro in for Reyes, which is very weird to bring an attacking player in for a defender. Pizarro came in, he sort of played a floating role on the left, and Ulloa slot in at center back with the freedom to move up whenever we had possession in the opposing half. And Will Trapp moved in deeper to a holding role with Nilis and with Nilis and Ambrose supporting him on the two sides. But if we did have Leandro Gonzalez Pires available, we wouldn't have had to change any of our tactics. He would have just slotted right back in there at center back, held the back line together, and we probably would have got the result that we wanted. Now, uh, speaking about the rest of our back line on the left side, which is my fifth takeaway, is that we need a more experienced left back. Now, I'm well aware that left back is one of the toughest positions to fill and find in the MLS, but Ben Sweat um, did get get beat twice. Now, he looked really good in the first half, I thought, but as the game on, went on, he looked really tired. He couldn't really keep up with, with the opposition players. He His, his legs just... He didn't have the legs to hold on, and he was getting beat on the flanks constantly. And on the first goal, for example, as well, Mueller beat him to the back post and slotted it right back in. And I think that's a really important position to end up finding. Now, my man of the match, I would argue, was uh, Victor Ulloa. You know, he had a beautiful assist finding Aguero in the box uh, to start off. And anytime you ask for a midfielder to completely change their position in the middle of the game and come in and play at center back is a lot to ask for and he did that with ease and he did it very professionally he had three interceptions and won a very important header at the back line and uh, for that he is my man of the match and even though we did end up getting the loss all in all I think there are a lot of positives to draw from this game uh, prior to the Reyes injury we were the better team and got a little bit unlucky. Uh, I am optimistic that once we have Leandro Gonzalez Pires in the squad, it's going to solidify our back line and our defense is going to get a lot better. Uh, that being said, I think it's very important to have patience and remember that we are an expansion team that has only played three games in the history of the club. We are going to get there, but it's going to certainly take some patience. Uh, I am very excited about the future of the club. I think you should be too. All we can do is back the boys and support them in this journey. Uh, there's a lot more games to go. We'll be back later this week to break down our match against Chicago Fire, which is Tuesday at 9 a.m. I thank you very much for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.